Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOFPHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Today, uh, with the heroes of faith, heroes of faith. And we continue to look in Hebrews chapter 11, uh, which we know is the great hall of fame of faith chapter. And we learned over the last few weeks that in the book of Hebrews, the writer, he is uh, sending this letter to this group of people, God's people, to encourage them because they're going through uh, some trials and they're going through some troubles in their life. Uh, a lot of us were false doctrine had creeped into the church. There was some persecution going on. And a lot of these believers were at the point where they were about to give up. So this writer of Hebrews writes this letter to them to encourage them, those that are discouraged. And he's telling them, listen, you can have victory over your battles as long as you keep your eyes and keep your faith on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's a good word for us today, that no matter what trials, no matter what troubles, no matter what battles we face, that we can have victory today as long as we keep our faith in Jesus Christ. So Lord, help us today. So the writer of Hebrews, what he does next in uh, Hebrews chapter 11 he, he uh, unfolds this list of people who are examples, these Old Testament saints who trusted in God, and he gives them this list to help us today that when we go through discouragement, we can be inspired by their testimonies. And by the way, tonight at 6 o'clock, we're going to have a night of hope and worship and testimonies in here at 6 p.m. I promise you, you do not want to miss it. We're going to be uh, lifting up the Lord. There's going to be a testimony of deliverance. There's going to be a testimony of healing. There's going to be a testimony of protection. And uh, we hope everyone will be back tonight at 6. Uh, we're going to have a wonderful time in the presence of the Lord. I promise you, you will be encouraged. So bring somebody with you tonight uh, for those testimonies because testimonies are powerful. They encourage us, and that's what the writer here is doing. He's giving testimonies of people who have trusted in God. We know them as heroes of the faith. Uh, people like Abraham, Sarah, Enoch, and Noah, and Rahab, and there's many others. And we've learned from this list that these people were just ordinary people. They were ordinary people like you and me. Some of them, listen, they were not perfect. They had their own issues in life. But the one thing that they all had in common is they all had great faith in God. They all had great faith in God. And that's what made them heroes, heroes of the faith. Well, what is a hero? Well, we've been learning what heroes are. Heroes are, are people who are courageous uh, people who are willing to take a risk. People who will go above and beyond to help somebody in need. Heroes are people who are trustworthy and who have integrity. Heroes are willing to sacrifice everything for the mission. And over the last couple of weeks, as, we, as we've learned about the heroes of the faith, we've honored some local community heroes, people, ordinary people that we've honored who have extraordinary faith. And the Bible tells us to give honor where honor is due. 
So that's what we've been doing over the last few weeks. We've been honoring some local community heroes. They're being recognized, most of all, because of their faith in Jesus Christ and the impact that they're making uh, in the community all for the glory of God. And today I'm so excited in this service at 9 a.m. Did you know you were in the 9 o'clock service today? <laughs> I hope you do. In the 9 o'clock service... We're honored to have with us all the King's Children ministry right here from Mount Olive, North Carolina. And at this time, I want to welcome all the King's Children, led by Marsha Whitley and her team, to the platform. Would you please come? Let's welcome them. Just line up right here and... This is all the King's children, and, and uh, Marsha will probably be able to tell you a little bit more about that ministry here in just a minute, but listen, we've had a chance to partner with all the King's children uh, in many different ways in some of the events that go on into the community, and listen, they're all about blessing our children. Uh, they want to provide for the needs of our children in our community so our kids can flourish. No matter who the kids are, they want to come alongside of them and be a blessing so they can go on in life and fulfill God's purpose and plan for them. And I'm grateful for their ministry. I'm grateful for their sacrifice and most of all for the impact that they're making right here in our community. And not only here, but all around uh, in our, in our uh, state and, and in different ways how God has used them. So what we've done today, Marsha, all the King's children... Uh, we have a plaque here that we want to present to you uh, called the Community Hero Award. And our church, along with the community, we recognize uh, the impact that you're making for the kingdom of God. We recognize the, the step of faith that you take every day through all the king's children. And uh, we recognize, most of all, that you are and your team are heroes. And uh, we're just grateful for how you're impacting the kids in our community. And we wanted to present this to you on behalf of our church just to show our appreciation and that we do recognize you and uh, all that God is doing through your ministry. And we also want to present to you a love offering uh, for all the King's children to help you continue with your mission uh, to bless our kids in our community. I, we wish we could do everything, but you know what? We can partner, and we want to continue to bless you so you can go forward and fulfill what God's called you to do. So let's give God a hand for all the King's children. Now I'm going to ask uh, Marcia if she would just greet the church and, uh, on behalf of all the King's children. I can't talk without reading, so I first <laughs> of all want to thank you all. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. Um, I've seen a lot of familiar faces in here this morning, <clears throat> and we can't do what we do without you. And so um, Pastor Jeff asked me to just give you a little snapshot. I think he's already done a great job with that. We do try to serve the children in Wayne and Duplin counties. And um, I thank our team that's here with us today. Um, I thank the First PH Church for having us. And I just wanted to kind of let you know that you say that we're heroes. We're not. We cannot do this without, obviously, God leading us and telling us what to do. But there's so many others that help us in this process. We cannot know who to help or how to help without the school nurses, the counselors, the pastors, the teachers, um, that step out and say, this is what we need. They're all, we're already doing so much, but we're just there to try to supplement and make things easier for them to be able to help the kids that need us. Um, and we're only able to help because of love offerings from partnerships, from things that you all do. Um, 
We do like personal care kits. I know some of your children and your women's ministry have helped us with that. We served over 150 children with Christmas this year. And it wasn't toys and games. They got a little bit of that. But they got clothes and shoes and underwear and things that they have to have so that they get to go to school and be ready to learn and feel good about themselves. And you all helped do that. I know there are several people in this church that stepped up at Christmas and during our hurricane relief efforts to make sure that those kids had what they needed. Um, we try to do things like um, educational opportunities. We had an art Bible camp. We've got to have your support for things like that to get the children there that need to hear the word of God and to help us to be able to have those supplies and encourage them and make it fun, but something that they need to hear. Um, even like our prom giveaway, that is another way for us to be able to make those children feel just as good as everybody else. And because of your donations, you know, we had several girls that went and looked just as pretty as everybody else, and they were happy to be there. That's and right. it's because of you all. And we just uh, greatly appreciate everything that you do to help us be able to do what we're trying to do. And as you said, it is all to glorify God. So we thank you for your support. Amen. Let's give them another hand. <clears throat> thank you. Listen, before they leave the platform, I want us as a church to pray over them that God would continue to use them and open up the doors uh, for them to even reach more kids and be a blessing to our community. So let's pray for all the King's children right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just lift up to you right now, God, all the King's children ministry. God, we thank you, Lord, for the, the call and the vision, the mission, God, that you placed upon their heart. And, God, we just believe that right now, Lord, that you would just continue to lead them and guide them. Give them the knowledge and discernment they need, God, in making decisions. God, surround them, God, with partners, God, that can come alongside of them to help them, Lord, continue to go forward for your glory. We pray, Lord, for supernatural strength in their bodies, physically, emotionally, mentally. God, give them the wisdom that they need, Lord. And, God, most of all, help them to continue to be heroes of faith, to trust you, God, to trust you for all things. And may you continue, Lord, in your sovereignty, God, to expand their territory. And, God, help them to continue to reach more of the harvest and to be a blessing to these kids. We pray that every one of these kids Lord, will be uh, just uh, encouraged, they would be filled with hope, and most of all, they would have an encounter with you, Jesus, so their life can be changed forever and for your glory. And God, we thank you right now, Lord. We thank you for people who are willing to walk in obedience to you, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Let's give Jesus another hand clap of praise. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless you, man. Thank y'all so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank God for people who are willing to step out in faith. <clears throat> we honored all the King's children here in the 9 o'clock service and the 11 o'clock service. If you ride by the church and see a lot of law enforcement cars, we're not in trouble. <laughs> we're honoring the Mount Olive Police Department in the second service, uh, mainly uh, Police Chief Tommy Brown. And uh, I'll explain more of that later, but I'm um, just thankful for what God is doing, and we're able to plant that seed. I was thinking the other day, riding down the road, I saw the farmers, and I remember uh, when I was working on Mr. James Coley's farm, around this time of the year, we would be setting out things, setting out, uh, planting stuff in the ground, getting ready. And that's what we're doing right now. It's the time where spiritually we're just planting seed. We're planting seed. We're planting seed. And, and God's going to return to harvest. He says, don't be weary in doing good because the harvest is going to come. And we've already seen some things already start to transpire. Not that we're looking for that, but God in his sovereignty, man, he, he's an on-time God, isn't he? 
And he's already starting to open some doors here and, uh, through this ministry. And I believe it's because we're already planting uh, seeds. So thank God. So we're studying about the heroes of the faith. I'm going to move along. Good gracious. It's 944. Let's go. Y'all ready? Put your seatbelts on. Faith. Faith is essential. We've already learned that. If you're going to walk the Christian walk, you have to walk in faith. Because the Bible tells us, I know I repeat this over and over again, but the Bible tells us that without faith we cannot please God. So it's essential that we walk in faith as Christians today. And faith is what activates the power. It activates the promises of God. Listen, we can pray all day. We can pray until we're blue in the face. But unless you got faith that God's going to work and God's going to move, and it's when we pray in faith that we see the supernatural activated in our life. And I want the supernatural activated in my life. And so we have to walk in faith. And we learned a few weeks ago, just a quick review, that one of the uh, people and the heroes of the faith was, was Enoch. We learned that he walked in faith. He walked in faith. He walked every day in faith. It was a lifestyle for him. It wasn't just a Sunday walk and a Wednesday night walk. It was a walk of faith every day. And that's how we have to walk. We have to walk with a personal God that we believe that will reward us <clears throat> as we seek after him. So he will reward us. Lord, help me one second. Excuse me. <clears throat> I think I'm going to invest in one of them helmets you wear and it's got the straw that just stays right here by your mouth. <laughs> Lord, help me. We learned about Enoch. We learned about Noah. That Noah was a righteous and a blameless man who walked with God in a culture that was wicked and dark. Noah walked with God when nobody else would walk with God. Or listen, we live in a dark and wicked culture right now. It's an evil time that we live. Are, are you walking with God? Even when nobody at work will walk with God, are you walking with God? Even when everybody in your little group at school, when they're not walking with God, are you walking with God? Listen, let's be like Noah and let's walk with God in some of the darkest times that we live in. And the Bible says that he did everything as God commanded him. In other words, he walked in obedience. It's good to be a hearer of the word, but if you go out those doors and don't be a doer of the word, what good is it? So, Lord, help us to be people who walk in obedience. So here's where we are today. Today I want to talk to you about Moses, and not only Moses, but God's people, Israel. And I want to talk to you about the risk of faith, the risk of faith. In Hebrews chapter 11, <clears throat> verses 28 through 29, the Bible says here that by faith, say by faith. By faith, Moses kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. By faith, say by faith. By faith, the people which are Israel, God's people, they passed through the Red Sea as on dry land, but when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. That's found in Hebrews chapter 11 talking about one of the heroes of the faith, Moses and the people of God, as they take a risk in their faith. Now, to know what that risk is, you would have to go all the way back to the Old Testament, to the book of Exodus in chapter 14. Now, I'm going to read chapters 12, 13, 14, and 15 to you this morning. No, I'm not. Listen, I'm giving you a homework assignment. You need to make sure that you read Exodus chapter 14. When you get home this afternoon, tonight, sometime this week, read Exodus 
chapter 14, and it's going to show you why they took a risk of faith. I'm going to read just uh, one passage. I don't have time to read uh, the whole thing through. So I'm going to pick up in verse 29 of Exodus 14. In verse 29, it says, The Israelites went through. Say, went through. The Israelites went through the sea on dry ground with a wall of water on their right and on their left. Verse 30. The day the Lord saved Israel from the hands of the Egyptians and saw and Israel saw the Egyptians lying dead on the shore and when the Israelites saw the great power the Lord displayed against the Egyptians the people feared the Lord and put their trust or some translations read put their faith in him and in Moses his servant. Father, thank you again for this time together. May you just anoint the next few minutes God that you would be glorified and honored and inspire us and encourage us, Lord. Right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. I want to just quickly set the stage for you. I'm going to kind of back up a little bit, and then we're going to get into uh, Exodus 14. I'm going to break some things down, and then we're going to have some time of prayer. God's people, where you know when they were, uh, they were really going through a famine, and they ended up going to Egypt to find food. You remember the story there. Joseph is there. Well, that's how the people of God end up in Egypt. And they're there, and for some time, they have favor with one of the leaders there, Pharaoh. They have favor, but over some time later, uh, the people of God, they lose favor with the leadership there in Egypt. And what happens is they become slaves to the Egyptians. You know what I'm talking about. And for over 400 years, the people of God, they live there in Egypt, and they're in slavery. And so they begin to cry out, and as they cry out, God hears their prayer, and God hears their cry, and then God raises up a leader. He raises up a leader, a man named Moses, to lead God's people out of Egypt and to lead them into that promised land that he had already promised to them. So God, he begins to work through Moses and he, as he deals with Pharaoh. You remember the story, there's the ten plagues that, that happened and, and Pharaoh would uh, make a decision and then he would have a change of heart and he wouldn't let God's people go. And then finally, on the tenth plague, uh, finally, after the killing of the firstborn of the Egyptian sons, Pharaoh says to Moses and to God's people, listen, do us a favor, get out of here, please. Get out of here. Just go and get out of here. Get out of here. The Bible says when you read it tonight, it says get out of here before we all die. And listen, not only does Pharaoh tell uh, Moses and all the people to get out, but you got to love this part. He says, I want you to get out, but when you go, take as much silver, take as much gold, take all the clothes you want, just take it all, but just get out of here. So when they left Egypt, the Egyptians gave the people of God everything they wanted before they left. So overnight, God's people went from being slaves and having nothing to being free and possessing all the riches. Hallelujah. In one night, God showed up and turned it all around. In one night, God can show up and turn it around. In one day, God can turn it all around. In one service, God can turn it all around. In one prayer, God can turn it all around. Why don't you say, thank you, Jesus? He can turn it around. Reminds me of what Jesus can do for us. Slaves to sin and he can free us and who the son sets free is free indeed and we can become free and have all the riches in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you imagine the march out of Egypt 
that's going on. I mean, they, they got their hands up and they're shouting and they're praising the Lord. They're being delivered out of their past. They're be, being delivered out of their pain. And here they are on a march of praise. And I bet they're shouting, God is good all the time. They're finally free. And now they're praising God. They've been delivered, and God is leading them now. God is leading them by a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. God is leading them. He's leading them in the daytime. He's leading them at the nighttime. In other words, God's saying, I'm never going to leave you or nor forsake you. I'm always with you. So he's leading them. And this is interesting here. God, as he leads his people, the Bible says he leads them to the Red Sea. Now, when you read and do your homework tonight, you'll read and discover that it says there was actually a shorter route to the promised land, but God took them to the Red Sea. Why in the world would God take them to the Red Sea? You see, sometimes God will lead us to a place where we have to take a risk of faith. Do you hear me? Sometimes God will lead you to a place in life that you have to take a risk of faith. Sometimes God will take you to a place where he's going to require you to trust him with all of your heart and all of your soul and all of your mind. Sometimes God will lead you to a place that doesn't make sense. Has he ever led you to a place in life's journey that didn't make sense? Has he ever led you to a place where you didn't understand why? Come on, we can be honest today. I mean, I know we've all traveled down some roads before, and I'm like, Lord, what are you doing? Why am I here? It doesn't make sense. I don't understand what you're doing. This, why am I here, God? Why have you got me in this place? And it's in those places that we have to have faith in God, even when we don't understand. We go down some roads in our life, and we go to those places, and we just have to trust God, even when we don't understand. Listen, we may not understand, but I can promise you today, God knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing, so we have to trust him. And Israel, God's people, they were in that place. They were in that place where they had to take a risk of faith. They're at the Red Sea, and now Pharaoh has a change of mind and a change of heart, and Pharaoh sends his army after God's people. I love what verse 9 says in chapter 14. It says the Egyptians chased after God's people with all of Pharaoh's army. Have you ever felt like the enemy was chasing after you? Have you ever felt like every time, every time you walk down a path and every time you turn around, it seems like the enemy's always chasing after you? It's amazing to me how the enemy will come right after you get your blessing. Come on. It's amazing that right after you get your blessing, right after you're delivered out of that place of pain in your past and, and you're, now you're walking in freedom, it's amazing that as soon as you get that blessing, how the enemy will come chasing right in behind you. And he will. And if you're being blessed today, you better watch out. But I got good news for you. God is our defender. And that's what he did for these people. The devil would love nothing more that when you get that blessing in your life, he wants to be able to come and rob and steal and kill and destroy that blessing in your life. I've seen it time and time again. People come to the altar and surrender. People here, they come and get on fire for God. And next thing you know, they're going through all of hell because the devil's coming at them trying to rob that blessing out of their life. I know I'm talking to people here that knows what I'm saying. But God is greater so here comes the enemy pursuing after them. 
And the Bible says they look and they see the enemy coming and the people were afraid. They became afraid and they started to panic. That's what the Bible says. The Red Sea's in front of them. The enemy's chasing them from behind. They feel trapped with no escape and their hearts become gripped with fear. Here they are, Red Sea, enemy coming. Hearts gripped with fear. So what do we do now? What do we do? And this is what they do. They do like a lot of us do when we're attacked by the enemy or when we find our place, ourselves in a place that doesn't make any sense. They started complaining. They started complaining. I know you don't complain, but I know some people that do. They, they started complaining. They, they started questioning God. They became negative, and they began to panic. And when we're being attacked and we're facing things that seem impossible, that's what we normally do. We normally complain. We normally start to question God, and we normally allow panic to set in. God help us today. God help every single one of us today not to rely on our feelings, but to keep walking in faith. And help us to be like Moses. Moses could have joined the crowd and, and started complaining and, and started becoming negative like the rest of them. But Moses, I love Moses. He takes a risk of faith. In the middle of a chaotic crisis, Moses, Moses stands up and he says to these people, Do not fear. Stand by and see the salvation of the Lord. The Lord will fight for you today. The enemy that you see now, you will never see again. Just stay quiet and be calm and watch me work. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All you need to do, Moses told him, is be quiet and remain calm. The Jeff Dale translation would be, just chill out. What are you facing today? What, what, are you, what are you facing today in your life that has you gripped with fear? What are you facing today that, that's caused you to start becoming, uh, to become negative? Listen, the word for you today is, friend, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, but just stand by and watch the salvation of the Lord, and he will fight for you. Just stand still and be calm and just chill out and trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Whatever you're going through today. You can trust the Lord because he's going to fight for you. I love verse 16 and 17. Depends on what translation you're reading in the Amplified Version. In verse 16 and 17, the Lord's having a, a conversation with Moses. And here's what he says to Moses. He says, as for you, Moses, you need to take the risk of faith and lift up the staff and stretch out your hand over the sea. And as for me... I'll do my part. In other words, the Lord said to Moses, you do your part and I'll do my part. I'm just telling you, you do your part and I'll do my part. And then the Lord told Moses, listen, now I'm about to work. Tell the people to start moving. Tell them to start moving. And listen, here's the problem today. We want God to move, but God's waiting on us to move. We want God to move in our family. We want God to move in our situation. But God's waiting on us to move today. And some of us haven't seen God move because we've been afraid to move. Nobody would want to raise their hand, but it's, it takes courage to step out in faith. I'm sure all the king's children could testify to that. The Lord is telling somebody here today, it's time for you to move and he'll move. Listen to me. 
I was praying last night and this morning. This verse, the Lord is telling somebody here, if you'll move, he'll move. And God is saying that if you do your part, I'll do my part. And you need to stop doubting. You need to stop complaining. You need to stop being fearful. And you need to just trust me. God is saying, trust me and just keep moving your feet. Keep moving. The Lord told Moses to tell the people, all right, now it's time for them to move forward. Tell them to get them feet in gear and get to going. In other words, the Lord's saying, keep moving. Keep moving. Somebody here about to throw in the towel and give up? Keep moving. Keep moving because the enemy will not destroy you. Keep moving away from people that want to take you back to that old way of life. Keep moving past all the doubters and all the critics. Keep moving past the people who want to drown God's dreams for your life. Keep moving. Keep moving when it don't make sense. Keep moving uh, because God's going to bring you through. He's going to bring you through. Keep moving and trust God to make a way. Trust God to make a way. Trust God this morning with your family. Trust God this morning with your marriage. Trust God with that situation on your job. Trust God to bring you through the crisis. Listen to me. You can trust Jesus because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He changeth not. He's in the business of making a way. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. You can trust Jesus today. Why don't you say thank you and give him a hand clap of praise. It's time for some of you to take the risk. Take the risk. Take the risk. Take the risk. Keep moving. Keep moving and watch God do a miracle in your life. Because the miracle came. It says the waters were divided and God's people walked through because God made a way. They started moving and guess what? Then God started moving. And the enemy was completely destroyed. God's people were delivered by the supernatural hand of God. Listen, please listen to my heart today. This, this is just not a message to have a message. Listen, I want our church to be a church that will walk in faith and take risk. And we have to be willing to take the risk of faith so we can see God do great things. I know I've shared this story before in the past, but it bears repeating again. It's a powerful testimony of just how good God is. I was uh, in a conference a couple of years ago right here at uh, UMO. And there was a pastor uh, from Durham, North Carolina, and he was there talking about how the church can engage the culture and make a difference. And I will never forget his testimony. It stuck with me through those years. And he began to tell this story about how uh, he was the pastor there in church in Durham, and his church, they just felt overcome by all the crime in their community. Right there in front of the church house, there was drug dealers, there was addicts, there was prostitutes selling their bodies for, to feed their drug habits. And the pastor testified that they felt like they were in a losing battle, that they, they won't gain in any ground and they won't make a difference in their community. So one day he was there in the church, he said, and he was looking out the window at all the walking traffic on the sidewalk, the addicts, the prostitutes, the dealers, and he noticed something about the majority of them, and they were walking along, none of them had no shoes on their feet. And the Lord dropped in his heart right there on that spot that he was to go and buy shoes for those addicts and those dealers and those prostitutes. Wait a minute, that doesn't make any sense. But you know what? He put his feet in action and he started moving. 
and he went and he got shoes for the people that were walking up and down the streets. And then one by one, some of those people began to come to the church. The young men started to get saved. The young women started to get saved. But there was one young man that was one of the main drug dealers, and he gave his life to Christ, and then he began reaching just about everybody on the street. And now today, they have a vibrant outreach center there. They have a place where they help people with addictions. They help people with parenting skills. They have a GED program, job placement, clothing, and food. All because one pastor said, you know what? I'm going to take a risk of faith, and I'm going to step out and get them moving. And because he did, a whole community was transformed by the power of God. When we move in faith, listen, when we take that risk of faith, I promise you God moves. He moves. And the reason the Lord is going to move is because it's found in verse 17. And I'm going to wrap it up here. Pastor Kevin, if you'll come and help me, sir. In verse 17, we find out the reason why the Lord moves. The Lord said, I will be glorified and I will be honored in all of this. You see, everything that's done, friend, it's all done that God would be honored and God would be glorified. We glorify God. We honor God because he can do what we can't do. In verse 17, he says, I'm going to be praised. I'm going to be glorified. I'm going to be lifted up because of what I'm getting ready to do. And what he did was he destroyed their enemy. And we glorify the Lord today because he's able to do what we can't do. God can push back waters and make a pathway for you today. If God can make a path through the Red Sea, don't you think he can make a path for you in your life? God can give you a victory today in your life when it seems like it's all over. Some of you are hanging by a thread this morning. Oh, you got the smile going on. But it's about to snap in here. God will give you victory, friend. He'll give you victory when it seems like the enemy is about to overtake you. Aren't you grateful for that victory today? God will be right on time for you. I mean, if I'm there and I'm looking behind me and looking in front of me, I'm like, Lord, where where are you? Have you ever asked that question before? Where are you, Lord? Well, let me tell you today, he's on time. He's never too late and he's never too early. He's right on time. He might not be working on your timetable, but he's working on his. And I don't know about you, but I prefer his timetable over mine because his is going to be perfect. God is on time. You can trust him today. He'll make a way for you. Has he ever made a way for you? Come on, church, I mean, am I talking to anybody today he's ever made a way for you? Come on, he's made a way. He's made a way. He's made a way for all of us, and that's what happens. We start clapping our hands, and we start saying, thank you, Jesus, and we start glorifying him, and that's what it's all about right there. That's what it's all about, that he would get all the glory because God's made a way for us. Some of you haven't seen God make a way because you hadn't been willing to take that risk of faith. I pray that this message will just speak to your heart today and give you the the boldness and the courage to be able to step out and trust God. I'm talking to myself as well. The Lord's already been working on me. I promise you. I promise you. I thought about Moses. I hate to keep going, but that's what preachers do. 
Moses is telling them, don't be afraid. Just stand by and watch the Lord fight for you. And then you read just a verse or two down and Moses is crying. <laughs> what the world's going on? You're telling the people to stand strong and watch the Lord fight and, and then you're crying. And I was thinking, man, I've, I know exactly what Moses felt like. You stand up here and preach the word of God and preach the word of God and then you get back here and you're like, oh God, please show up. Please show up. And you're crying out to God. But we cry out to him because we know he's a way maker. He'll, he can bring you through and he can bring you out. I wonder if there's anybody here this morning you need God to make a way in your life. Maybe there's something going on you just need God to make a way. Would you bow your heads right now please all over this place? Nobody's looking around. May, listen, maybe you're here today and you need a way out of sin. Mm. Jesus is the one that can make a way for you. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You're here today and living in sin and you want God to forgive you of your sins so you can uh, be set free and have abundant life here, but most of all have eternal life. It comes through placing your faith in Jesus Christ. Are you trusting in Jesus as your Lord and Savior? He'll make a way for you today. If there's anybody here today and you'd like to uh, surrender your life to Jesus, invite him in. Maybe rededicate your life. Nobody looking around. Would you just lift your hand up right quickly and say, that's me. I'd like to surrender today to the Lord. I'd like to surrender. Praise God. Praise God. Let me ask you this question. As we begin to pray here in just a minute, be honest right now. Has God led you to a place right now where it doesn't make any sense? And you got some questions in your life, and you're just wondering, what in the world? Man, what, what, am, what am I going to do? What, this, I don't understand why you have me here, Lord. And you need God to just give you some clarity. You need God to, to make a way for you. Maybe it's not for you, but maybe it's for a friend. Listen, there, there's a gentleman right now that, that is, uh, he, he needs somebody to pray for him because he, he's bound by alcohol. He, he needs God to make a way of deliverance for him. I'm telling you that, friend, because I, I dealt with it last night. He needs a way. He needs a way. He needs Jesus. Families right now that, that are just devastated, overcome with grief, they, they, need, they need a way. They need God to make a way for them, to keep going. Maybe that's you. Maybe that's somebody you know. But would you just lift your hand and say, that's me today. I, I need God to help me. I need God to make a way. Do you need God to make a way in your life? Lift your hand right now. Lift your hand. I need God to make a way. I need God to make a way. Where every hand is lifted right now, would you be obedient to God and take the risk of faith? And would you walk down to the altar right now? Would you please come? Please come. Don't waste another second. Look, take that risk right now. One night, one day, one hour, and God, turn it all around. God, turn it all around. Are you going to trust him? Come on. Will you obey God? I'm trusting him with my family. I'm trusting him with my, my children. I'm trusting him right now for this situation at work. I'm trusting him. I'm trusting him. I need God to make a way. I need God to make a way. People still coming. People still coming. People still coming. Let's obey the Lord. Let's obey the Lord. People around this altar, they need God to make a way for them. If you're here... I shouldn't have to ask anybody, really. If you believe in the power of prayer, I want to invite you right now to come and just get behind one or two of these people here. 
and just lay your hands on them and begin to pray for them. Elders, deacons, can anybody, listen, I don't care if you're a Christian and you believe in the power of prayer, come pray, come pray, come pray, come pray. And we're going to give God glory. Don't go nowhere. I don't want anybody to go nowhere, please. Just remain seated. And right there where you're at, you can just ask God to make a way. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just declare, God, that you would make a way, God. Make a way for these people at the altar, God. Make a way, God, for every one of them right now. Give them clarity. God, give them wisdom right now, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would help them. God, I pray in the name of Jesus, God. Give them clarity, God. Give them encouragement, God. Make a way, God. Make a way for their family. Make a way, God, for the ones that are bound. Make a way, God, for the ones that are in chains today, God. Jesus, you're the one that can change everything, God. Change it, God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God. Be glorified, God. Be glorified, Lord. We pray right now, God, that we would all be willing to take a risk of faith and we would begin to move our feet in what you move. God, we'll do our part, God. Lord, we pray right now, Lord, just a faith, God, that will step out and believe you for all things. God, with you, all things are possible. Be glorified, God. Be glorified, God. Be glorified, God. Give them peace right now, God. Come on, keep praying. Don't give up. You keep keep praying. Keep moving. Keep moving. Keep moving. The enemy will not destroy you. Keep moving past the critics. Keep moving past the doubters. Keep moving past the fear. Keep moving. Keep moving in faith. And watch God.